America's top general and top diplomat in Iraq testified before Congress about the troop surge and how it's working. Meanwhile, on the eve of the anniversary of 9-11, intelligence experts testified before Congress about the war on terror. We'll talk to an expert about it all. And is there a place for creationism in the classroom? This is Jerry Johnson Live from Criswell College. Join us as we look at today's news from the Christian worldview for Christ and culture. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. December 7th, 1941, a date which will live in infamy. I have a dream. It depends upon what the meaning of the word is. And the people who knock these buildings down will hear all of us soon. We will not tire, we will not falter, and we will not fail. Welcome to Jerry Johnson Live. For the next hour, this is your place for relevant discussion of topics in the news and in our culture from a Christian perspective. Your host is Dr. Jerry Johnson, President of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. Later in the show, we'll open the toll-free lines for your questions and comments. You may also email us at talk at jerryjohnsonlive.com. Now, here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson. My biggest concern, as mentioned by Senator Collins, is going back to September 10th thinking by many in our country. September 10th thinking. Today is September 10. That was Michael McConnell, Director of National Intelligence, testifying on Capitol Hill before the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee. He said the greatest danger to the war on terror is complacency and September 10 thinking. We're going to talk about that today on the program. Are you thinking as if it were September 10, 2001 or September 11, 2001? And more importantly... What are the people in Washington, D.C. doing? Are they thinking like it's September 10, 2001, or September 11, 2001? We're going to talk about it, but today something else happening on Capitol Hill. Huge news, and actually applies exactly to this September 10 or September 11 mindset. The top U.S. commander in Iraq, General David Petraeus, was testifying on Capitol Hill before a joint meeting of the House Armed Services Committee and the House Foreign Affairs Committee. And he said, everyone wants to know, is the surge working? He said, General Petraeus said, U.S. troops should not be needed in Iraq for a long period of time. Innumerable challenges lie ahead. However, coalition and Iraqi security forces have made progress toward achieving security. As a result, the United States will be in a position to reduce its forces in Iraq in the months ahead. All right, that was General Petraeus. He said we're making progress. He said we're making improvement and that the forces would not be needed for a long period of time. He could see some curtailing of those forces. Meanwhile, on the other hand, a full-page ad today in the New York Times bought by the left-wing group MoveOn.org, here is the headline, General Petraeus or General 
betray us. Can you believe that? In a time of war, a four-star decorated general coming back from the theater of battle and this full-page ad, General Petraeus or General Betraeus. Can we believe General Petraeus is telling the truth when he says we're making progress? With us to talk about it is Van Hip. He's chairman of American Defense International. He is former Deputy Assistant Secretary of the Army. Van Hip is a veteran of the U.S. Army. He served in both Operation Desert Storm and Operation Restore Democracy. Welcome back to the program, Van. Yes, great to be with you. Van, tell us your assessment of General Petraeus' testimony today. Straightforward and truthful. And here's a guy who is not a partisan. I think it was revealed, Jerry, in the last uh, few days that the guy hasn't even voted since 1988. So he's, <laughs> he, he's not a partisan but he calls it like it is. He is the father of our counterinsurgency doctrine. He's the one guy, you know, a lot of people realize that we have relative calm and peace in the northern part of Iraq, and the reason we do is because Petraeus, a couple of years ago, when he headed up the 101st Airborne Division, was the guy who thought outside the box and found every time the State Department put a bureaucratic obstacle in his path, he found a way around it. Uh, he's a can-do, take-charge uh, kind of person, and uh, I'm a big fan of his. But i got to tell you this, too. Ambassador Crocker, here's another guy who's not a partisan. He is a career foreign service officer, and he says if we w- retreat under the white flag of surrender, it will only embolden the enemy. Then let's talk about this ad in the New York Times, because I find this fascinating. A full-page ad bought by the left-wing group MoveOn.org. Here they are maligning the character of a sitting four-star general returning from the battlefield. Uh, is, this, is this a new low for us in America? It is, but, Jerry, I think they really miscalculated this one because the people who know Petraeus, uh, I'm, I'm, talking, I'm talking about people who are nonpartisan types who know him, I think this will get a lot of people thinking, gee whiz, we've got a crowd in this country, the moveon.org a crowd and the liberals, who, who really want us to lose. They want us to fail. And what's so sad, Jerry, is these are the same pe- people. If we do retreat under the, under the white flag of surrender, and all of a sudden we have suicide bomb attacks in this country, and we have stepped-up terrorist attacks in this country, these are the same people who will be calling for an independent council to investigate President Bush, wanting to know why he did not do something to prevent them. We were just listening to Michael McConnell. He's director of national intelligence. And he was mentioning, Van, that he's afraid that some people have gone back to September 10 thinking. Would you talk about that for a minute? That's right. I mean, I mean, these are people that uh, 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 don't believe that the bad guys would ever attack this country and on our soil. And, uh, you know, of course, that's one of the major lessons learned of, uh, of September the 11th. And i got to tell you, I... Uh, and one who believes that uh, 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 there is a very real risk of of of, uh, of suicide bombers in this country, and quite frankly, I'm surprised why we haven't seen that yet. I think this administration is doing something good with a lot of the intel we're getting. People don't even realize, Jerry, the number of terrorist attacks that have literally been thwarted by some of the by some of the tactics and the things that this administration has done to keep this country safe. 
You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. We're talking to former Deputy Assistant Secretary of the Army, Van Hip. He's chairman of American Defense International. Van, you have a lot of military contacts on the ground in Iraq, in Afghanistan. Would you tell us what you're hearing from soldiers, uh, officers? Uh, are they encouraged that we're making some progress? They are, and i got to tell you the one thing that General Petraeus alluded to this uh, uh, today, and it's something, Jerry, I think that you and I talked about last year. As we try to train up that Iraqi security force, the big concern has been they lack confidence in themselves. They don't believe in themselves. Even though we train them to the right standards and we believe they're prepared, every time they go in uh, on a raid, let's say in Anbar province, they want American backup. They want us with them. And we have tried uh, for some time to say, no, you're well trained. You can do it. you got to go in on your own because that's the only way they're going to learn. General Petraeus said today that we're beginning to see that they finally are beginning to have confidence and belief in themselves, and that's the key to properly training the Iraqi security force. So I think from a military standpoint, no question, we've made a lot of progress. And as General Petraeus and Ambassador Crocker have said, a lot more needs to be done politically. And one thing, I mean, I'm going to call it like, like it is myself, one thing I think we need to do a better job of is engaging some of the moderate Arabs like King Abdullah to make them step up to the plate mm. and help us out on the political front. Van, one more question. If the left-wing uh, political group has their way and the f- troops are defunded and they have to come home, what will be the consequence in Iraq and Afghanistan? Uh, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it will create a tremendous vacuum where you, you will see Iran go in there. And if we think Iran and Ahmadinejad and that crowd is uh, powerful now in that part of the world, we ain't seen nothing yet, and and that's the big concern. When I look at uh, uh, the missile capability that they have already, the nuclear capability, and now the ability to expand their influence into Iraq and into Afghanistan, uh, that, that's a major, major threat, not even considering what it will do to embolden that enemy to come to the United States. Van Hip, former Deputy Assistant Secretary of the Army. He's Chairman of American Defense International. Van, it's always good to hear your voice. We'll have you back soon. Great to be with you. All right, folks. All right, what do you think? Is it time to bring those soldiers home right now, no matter what, no matter the progress, no matter the failure, no matter if we're um, improving or uh, retreating? Is it time to bring them home no matter what? The number is 800-881-9270, 800-881-9270. Do you believe this general, General Petraeus, he says we're making progress. He says there is improvement. He says if we continue on for six months or even a year, then we'll be able to bring large numbers of troops home. Do you believe him? Or do you believe with MoveOn.org, instead of him being General Petraeus, We should call him General Betrayus. How do you feel about a full-page ad in the time of war in the New York Times with a picture of this four-star general in uniform calling him General Betrayus? How do you feel about that ad? The number is 800-881-9270. Let's go back to Congress today. General Petraeus giving testimony. He said the Iraqis should be able soon to protect themselves. To summarize, the security situation in Iraq is improving, and Iraqi elements are slowly taking on more of the responsibility for protecting their citizens. Do you believe that man when he says the Iraqi government is more and more able to provide protection for its citizens? Here's General Petraeus again. He says Iraqi security forces 
are building some strength now. In recent months, in the face of tough enemies and the brutal summer heat of Iraq, coalition and Iraqi security forces have achieved progress in the security arena. That's General Petraeus, four-star general. He says, we have some progress. But before he even arrived on Capitol Hill, the morning edition of the New York Times, full-page ad purchased by the left-wing group MoveOn.org, says General Petraeus or General Betraeus cooking the books for the White House. Who do you believe? MoveOn.org or General Petraeus? Is it time to see this thing through, or is it time to cut and run? We've got Ken on the line from Dallas. Ken, thank you for calling and holding. What's your view? Well, my, my feeling is about, about, about the left is that they're, they, created a, they created an issue with, with no basis, and, and using media well, they've created all of this turmoil about whether we should stay or leave. The bottom line, the facts are that we're winning there, and... Um, and if we stay the course, we will continue. We, it will be successful. It's not in the Democrats' interest for us to win. If we do that, their whole platform and basis of what they've, what they, what they say they've won the last election on falls out from underneath them. And they're not really involved into or or invested to me. At least they're not invested in what's good for the country, what's good for their political party. Well, that is a shame, and that is a new low, Ken, in a time of war. Thank you for calling, and I'm afraid you may have hit the nail right on the head. We've got Chris on the line from Dallas. Chris, thank you for calling. What's your view? Yeah, actually, my view is I don't think it's the right time for Americans to pull out of Iraq right now, though, because um, if we do to the world, it look like we failed, and American being what we are, I mean, we're the police of the world. So, I mean, we should take up and wake up to our responsibilities and ensure that, you know, we keep up with it, and ensure that um, sanity is restored to Iraq. Because if we don't, I mean, we're, we're going to be like a laughingstock to the part of the other part of the world. And I don't think America want to be like that, though. We still want to be what we are, superheroes of the world, and, you know, champion any cause. Superheroes of the world. That's Ken on the line from Dallas. Thank you, Ken. And I think there's some real politique uh, wisdom there. That is, Napoleon said... If you start to take Vienna, take Vienna. Nothing worse than us saying we're going to do something, trying to liberate a country and a group of people, and then halfway in the project we back out and we pull out. Now we've got Lee and Robert on the line holding. I hope you'll hold over the break. We're going to take more calls. 800-881-9270. Do you believe this four-star general? Or do you believe MoveOn.org? Who is telling the truth? Is it time for these troops to come home no matter what? Or do we stay the course until the job is done? We'll be right back. A legacy of equipping believers, training leaders to be effective in their walk with Christ. That heritage continues at the Criswell College in Dallas, and you can see it firsthand. Thursday, September 13th, come to Preview Day and learn how an education at the Criswell College will prepare you for a future of ministry and a lifetime of service. The Criswell College will grow you spiritually and academically and focus your Christian worldview. Come meet the professors, have lunch, and with two sessions, pick from a list of classes to observe firsthand and ask any questions you may have. 
Your reservation is waiting for Preview Day, September 13th. Call 800-899-0012. That's 800-899-0012. And you'll find more details on the web at chriswell.edu. Take advantage and see the worldwide opportunities the Criswell College can afford you as a full-time student or with classes to round out a biblically-based education. Call 800-899-0012 and reserve your place at Preview Day at the Criswell College in Dallas. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. My biggest concern, as mentioned by Senator Collins, is going back to September 10th thinking by many in our country. Concerned about going back to September 10 thinking. What are the people on Capitol Hill thinking right now? Are they thinking about America as it was on September 10, 2001, or as it has been since September 11, 2001? And how does that apply to the testimony today of four-star General David Petraeus? He went to Capitol Hill to testify before Congress because Congress is set either to approve continued presence of U.S. troops in Iraq and Afghanistan or to defund those troops and to bring them home no matter what. Now, General Petraeus said we're making progress. But the left-wing group MoveOn.org bought a full-page ad in the New York Times today, which the headline reads, General Petraeus or General Betrayus, cooking the books for the White House. Who do you believe? Do you believe this general or do you believe MoveOn.org? We've got callers on the line right now. Robert, thank you so much for holding. What's your view? Well, Dr. Johnson, first let me say that I, I think it would be, it's real appalling that any U.S. citizen would put any of our generals, regardless of their political affiliation, uh, under a connotation of being a, betray- a betrayer to our country. <laughs> yes. um, the other quick comment I have is I have to say that I was for it. I am a conservative. I was for going to uh, Iraq. I will say that my views have changed uh, with the way that uh, Bush has handled the situation. I have been over recently the last several months for getting out altogether, primarily because I've lived overseas. I've lived with the Muslim community. They do not like us. They will revert back to their tribal instincts, which is to be at war. And I just don't understand, as the most powerful nation on the world, um, why we couldn't have uh, untied our generals' hands and let them get to the bottom of this like they should have when we first invaded. Mm. Um, I, I just I, I think I'm a fence rider, and I never have been. But if Petraeus is correct right now, I think probably we're at a stage where we should give it this final shot. Although I think we should have been out of there months and months ago, mm. and that's the reason why. I believe this has led to the Republicans' loss in the upcoming election. Hey, thank you for that call, Robert. So here's someone who was inclined to say, we need to bring the troops on home now. But having heard General Petraeus, he says, but let's give it a little while longer. And that's really what General Petraeus was saying today. Because many of these senators, many of these congressmen are inclined to defund the troops, to bring them home quickly. But General Petraeus says, give us a little bit more time. We can make it even better. We can provide even more security. What do you think? We've got Lee on the line. Lee, thank you for calling and holding. What's your view? 
Well, sir, I'm actually opposite of the other person. You know, my original opinion was that we shouldn't have gone in, and, um, and, and in a way I still feel that way, but we're there. We have to finish the job. To pull out now, you know, is just going to make everybody look bad in the eyes of history. I mean, let's finish the job, and if that means we have to stay a few more years, then fine, you know? Hey, thanks for calling, Lee. So here we have someone who is inclined against the war to start with, but now believes once we're committed, much like our earlier caller, well, I don't know if you'd call uh, America the uh, world superhero. I thought that was interesting instead of superpower. But once we've committed, once America has said, we're going to do this, we're going to make this right, isn't it important if other countries are going to believe us that we follow through? The number is 800-881-9270, 800-881-9270. We've got a caller on the line. There's some more lines open. If you want to call, if you want to weigh in, here's the question. Is our government in a September 10th mindset? Today is September 10th, but September 10, 2001. Or are we thinking like we need to be thinking ever since September 11? 2001, because it is a different world after September 11. The number is 800-881-9270. Do you believe, General Petraeus, that it is improving in Iraq and that we do need to give it a little bit more time? We've got Brenda on the line from Mesquite. Brenda, thank you for calling. Thank you so much for uh, allowing me to speak to you. Um, I do not like the war anywhere. Yes. But I believe um, that it was necessary, and I still believe it is necessary. And I think we are on the September 10th thing, but it breaks my heart every time one of our, you know, people come home dead and our young kids coming home dead. But, you know, that has happened throughout every war, and it's going to happen throughout every war. But I truly believe that if we pull out now, uh, that that's just another thing that they can use against the United States and will eventually make us weaker. Thank you so much, Brenda, for that comment. You know, uh, Congressman Ron Paul said, well, it was our being on the Saudi Arabian Peninsula, the Arabian Peninsula, which was one of the reasons for 9-11. But in fact... If you look back, uh, according to bin Laden and others, it was our not doing anything about uh, the coal, our not doing, our, our leaving Lebanon after our barracks were bombed. They thought we were weak. They thought we would not fight back. Here's Senator John McCain on whether or not the surge is working. This is the Fox News debate last week. The surge is working, sir. Just it I is said. working. No, not apparently. It's working. It's working because we've got a great general. We've got a good strategy. Anbar province, things have improved. All right, that's Senator John McCain, a man who knows war. He says the surge is working. Now, it's very interesting. General Petraeus on Capitol Hill today testifying that the surge is working. We're seeing improvements, the kind of improvements that should allow us to bring some troops back next year. But in this moveon.org reaction in the New York Times today, where they slander him and say, is this General Petraeus or General Betrayus? I'm reading from one of their paragraphs, and they say, every independent report on the ground situation in Iraq 
shows the surge strategy has failed. Now, they're saying every report shows the strategy has failed. Now, we covered on this program several weeks ago two New York Times reporters who went over there, people who've been against the war, and they said, wait a minute, this thing, we can win it. It was a prominent news piece. Last week, we reported on this show that Katie Couric went to Iraq. By the way, she said she'd never go over there. She did go over there. And Katie Couric said, it's improving, it's better. And that was the headline. So I would challenge MoveOn.org when they say every independent report on the ground shows the surge strategy has failed. Is Katie Couric working for the White House? Are these other New York Times reporters working for the White House? No, General Petraeus, giving his testimony today, said... I wrote this testimony myself. It has not been cleared by or shared with anyone in the Pentagon, the White House, or the Congress. He's a soldier. Do you believe he's telling the truth? Or do you believe he skewed the results to favor the president and his policies? We've got Henry on the line from Fort Worth. Henry, what do you make of this? Well, uh, thank you for taking my call. I'm a Democrat, and I didn't really approve of the war when it got started. But I think if a four-star general is saying it's working, we need to give him the benefit of the doubt. And yeah. if that, even if we don't like what he's telling us, he's telling us the truth, and we need to give him a chance to work with it. I think we need to be in there and give those people a chance to live their lives. And if we pull out now and we don't and it falls apart, it's only on us. And we're going to have some chaos. Thank you so much, Henry, for calling. We've got Bob on the line from Terrell. Bob, thank you for calling. What do you make of this? Yes, Dr. Johnson, I believe that General Betrayus is telling us, and the MoveOn.org just uh, proves to the uh, people in America that the Democratic uh, candidates, it advertises for America that uh, the Democratic candidates, they don't know what they're talking about, and it shows them their intelligence level and the, and the uh, level of their integrity. All right. Thank you, Bob. And I think that's a lack of integrity, probably is what you mean there. We've got Mark on the line from Arlington. Mark, what's your view? Yeah, hi. Um, I, I like to first all say that I was an infantry soldier in Iraq, uh, and I just got back a few months ago. Uh, I'm now out, and I lost a lot of good friends in Iraq. Uh, what I have to say is that the people over there uh, definitely do not like us. Uh, there's a lot of people over there that want freedom, uh, but there's a lot of different uh separate groups, uh, and you have to remember that, that uh, they, we, we do have our hands tied as soldiers down there. Uh, we don't have uh, the things that we need and the way that they are, because uh, you have a lot of brass up there that don't actually know the street game uh, of the battle down there on, on the front lines. Uh, you have a lot of guys out there that are making decisions, uh, like generals and whatnot, that actually uh, you know, don't know what they're talking about actually on the ground there. So. Thank you, Mark. Well, here is the U.S. Ambassador to Iraq, Ryan Crocker, today telling the Joint Committee on Capitol Hill he believes Iraq can eventually stand on its own. A secure, stable, democratic Iraq at peace with its neighbors is, in my view, attainable. It is attainable. And it may be true that the people don't like us, or at least the Islamic extremists do not like us. But if we can get a kind of a state, maybe like we have in Turkey, a more secular but still Islamic state with some democratic principles going on there, 
Uh, it will not be the safe haven for al-Qaeda that Afghanistan was. And um, we need to think of this in a September 11th mindset, not a September 10th mindset. Well, we'll talk about that more later in the program. You'll still have a chance to call in. We're going to have an update on creation, intelligent design, and evolution in public schools and universities, even at Christian universities like Baylor University. So we're going to go back to that topic that we hit on Friday when we come back. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. My biggest concern, as mentioned by Senator Collins, is going back to September 10th thinking by many in our country. All right. That's the director of national intelligence, Michael McConnell, and he's afraid that we're going back to a September 10th kind of a mindset. Today is September 10th, but he's talking about September 10, 2001, instead of a post-September 11, 2001 mindset. We're going to keep talking about this later in the program. Stay tuned. If you didn't get a chance to call in, uh, we'll open up those lines later on. But an update on creation, evolution, and intelligent design in the public schools, in colleges, in universities, or even in Christian schools. What's appropriate in the science class and in the science department? With us to talk about it is Liza Lentini. She's contributing editor to Discover Magazine. She's just written an article, One Universe Under God, Creationism Battles for the Hearts and Minds of America's Teachers. Welcome to the program, Liza. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, You've written about Kansas, and um, tell us uh, what's your take on the status right now of creation uh, in the classroom. Uh, well, first of all, um, what I try to do in the article is not to pick a side. Uh, I don't know if you noticed that by reading it, but um, this issue for me, above all else, is an educational issue, not a religious issue. And I think that children in the classroom need structure. And I don't believe it's best to present children with two theories and ask them to choose. Uh, but I do think that really good teachers can help children formulate their own opinions and develop their own beliefs. And I think we need to remember that teaching isn't just about presenting material. It's about what you do with the material that you present to children. And the responsibility of an educator is to do what's best for the students, period. It's not about forcing one's own agenda or one's own beliefs. Well, let me ask you this, because if we um, if we do not teach two theories to students, mm-hmm. you know, will we teach, for instance, um, Republican and Democrat philosophy? Uh, will we teach socialism and capitalism? Uh, will mm-hmm. we will we teach in other spheres? You know, the disagreements and the controversies. What do you think of that? Well, I think that this is a completely separate issue. I mean, as you know, in 1987, the Supreme Court decided that, um, and, I, and I hope what we're talking about here specifically is public schools, but right. um, decided that you could not teach creationism in public schools, Right. period. That's right. Now, um, intelligent design, and tell me if you disagree here, uh, grew out of a creationist tradition which argues against evolution. 
So I do believe that you should teach the two theories side by side in a in a social studies class or current events class, and I think it's fantastic for college age students. But for children, I think it's something completely different. Mm. And like I said before, I think that you need to present students with a theory, and you are only claiming it's a theory, and help them to develop their own beliefs. You know, education, um, I think one thing the article doesn't touch on, but I would like to touch on it, is that education is also, especially in terms of, in terms of children, is responsibility of teachers and parents. And we assume that education stops in the classroom. It doesn't, and it shouldn't. And parents need to ask questions. They need to help their kids develop their beliefs. Mm. Well, I would say, Liza, uh, I would probably take a different view than you on where intelligent design came from. As I study the intelligent design movement, uh, Mm -hmm. it appears to me that these are men and women who on scientific grounds alone are saying that the complexity of life the complexity of organisms and systems. Mm -hmm. They're taking Darwin seriously. Darwin's um, black box, the challenge that Behe talked about, where Darwin said, you know, if there's any system so complex that it could not have evolved through natural selection, Darwin Mm -hmm. said, you know, my theory goes out the door. And so Behe, I think, picked the eye. He picked blood clotting. He picked this flagellum on a cell. And Behe is showing, as a biochemist Mm -hmm. at Lehigh University, he's saying that flagellum couldn't have evolved, that eye couldn't evolve, blood clotting couldn't have evolved. And on scientific grounds, that was Darwin's uh, defeater that Darwin said. And so I think he's saying, you know, I'm not talking about the Bible at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about mm-hmm. God at this point. But he says, mm-hmm. I'm just saying that Darwinism fails on scientific grounds. Would you have a problem with that in a, in a school? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I understand what you're saying, but I think the problem with intelligent design is that it does argue for the existence of a designer. Yes, it who may, does. Who may or may not be God. <laughs> that's, that's true. And I think the problem is, clearly, you can't go into a science class and say, hey, here's an, you know, here's an intelligent designer. We're not going to call him God. You know, it, it's tough. It, it really walks a fine line. I think that is the problem with intelligent design. Mm. Well, uh, it probably is the limitation of intelligent design. And, you know, my view uh, as a Christian thinking through this is that intelligent design uh, has a negative, um, a negative direction to it, a negative strategy, and that is it undercuts Darwinism, but it doesn't put anything in its place. And so mm-hmm. that's where the creationism difference in that, uh, you know, if you teach biblical creation, really what you're teaching there is who that God is and what that God is and and you're really teaching them the biblical material. But mm-hmm. I do think, what, do you, what, what are your thoughts about the controversy? That is, there's some people that say we should teach the controversy in school. That is, not really teach intelligent design or creationism, but mm-hmm. teach the battle of ideas. That is, teach the pre-Darwin view, teach the Darwin to the present view, teach creationism, teach intelligent design. That is, show the students there's been a controversy, and hear the arguments of both sides, as a controversy. What do you think about that view? I think that would be utterly fantastic, personally. <laughs> uh, and I, I just don't know if that belongs in a science class. Uh, it would but be. I do think it's important. I think it's exceptionally, exceptionally important to make, to make students aware of all those views. Mm. And the controversy, yes, absolutely. 
Hey, I wonder if I could get you to comment on this, Liza, because you've done some research in this area. Uh, big story last week here in Texas at Baylor University. It's a Christian university, a Baptist university. Mm-hmm. They have a professor there who um, has his own personal website. His name mm-hmm. is uh, Dr. Robert Marks. And uh, on this website, he tried to show um, with some computer models that um, random mutation and natural selection uh, were limited in what they could accomplish through evolution. And Mm -hmm. he linked, uh, I think, on his site to some intelligent design uh, movements and so forth. And the the university, this is a university now, uh, ordered him to take down that personal website. What do you think about that? That was a, I'm sorry, I'm not familiar, but that was a personal website? Of his, it was or? a personal website, but it was on the university server. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, you know, I, I have to be honest with you, I'm not familiar with the whatever, you know, restrictions the, um, they have, you know, for professors teaching at that university. But I do think, I think that was his first mistake. It should have been a personal website, mm, mm. personally. That, that's just how I view how I view it, but, um, you know, it's the beauty of living in this country is that we can believe whatever we want to believe. And there, there are many people have beliefs far beyond evolution, intelligent design, creationism, as we all know. I mean, people think we fell from the sky or we're here because of aliens or whatever it is. We should be allowed to express those beliefs. It's part of the beauty of being here. Well, I agree with that part, Liza. The only problem I have with it is it seems like there's sort of a one-sided neutrality on this, and that is, I mean, I'm a college president, and I know our faculty on their personal websites have all sorts of hobbies and, and books they're recommending and all sorts of lines of thoughts they're, they're, that they're exploring. And it does seem to me that um, the mainstream, politically correct intelligentsia is open to everything except today. They're open to everything except this idea. Uh, yeah, that there was a designer, that there was a creator. They are afraid right. of the notion of God. They are. You just touched on it right there. They're afraid. Religion is such a hot-button issue in this country. Well, Liza, thank you for being with us. We need to move on. Liza Lentini, she's written an article, One Universe Under God. It's about creationism battles for the hearts and minds of America's teacher. Thank you so much, Liza. Thank you so much. All right, folks. Well, we just try to stay up on this topic. Many people responded by email to our Baylor story. And let me encourage you to uh, get the Baptist Press story. This is documented in Baptist Press, September 5, 2007. Just go to Baptist Press on the Internet. Or the Chronicle of Higher Education, if you want to read about Francis Beckwith, who was denied tenure at Baylor for the same reason. Or William Dinsky, who was uh, defrocked, really, from his research institute at Baylor because he advocated intelligent design. And so there's a pattern developing down there in Waco of hostility to the idea that the universe and all living things give evidence of an intelligent designer. Well, today is September 10, September 10. And I want you to hear one more time. This is very important. Michael McConnell, Director of National Intelligence, he says something about today, September 10. My biggest concern, as mentioned by Senator Collins, is going back to September 10th thinking by many in our country. September 10 thinking. 
What does he mean by that? Not that today is September 10. He's thinking about September 10, 2001, the day before the World Trade Center attacks. Are we thinking, pretending, dreaming that it's September 10, 2001? I hope not. As you think about political topics, religious topics, Christian topics, biblical topics, we are in a September 11 world. And that's the way we need to be thinking about terrorism and evil and truth and the Bible. When we come back, we're going to talk about the September 10 versus the September 11 mindset, particularly as it regards our troops in Iraq and the war on Islamo-terrorism. A legacy of equipping believers, training leaders to be effective in their walk with Christ. That heritage continues at the Criswell College in Dallas, and you can see it firsthand. Thursday, September 13th, come to Preview Day and learn how an education at the Criswell College will prepare you for a future of ministry and a lifetime of service. The Criswell College will grow you spiritually and academically and focus your Christian worldview. Come meet the professors, have lunch, and with two sessions, pick from a list of classes to observe firsthand and ask any questions you may have. Your reservation is waiting for Preview Day, September 13th. Call 800-899-0012. That's 800-899-0012. And you'll find more details on the web at chriswell.edu. Take advantage and see the worldwide opportunities the Criswell College can afford you as a full-time student or with classes to round out a biblically-based education. Call 800-899-0012 and reserve your place at Preview Day at the Criswell College in Dallas. You're listening to Jerry Johnson Live. Now here's your host, Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications. As bin Laden's tape uh, disclosed over the weekend indicates, for our enemies, this war is very much a current concern and very much in the forefront of their minds. It must remain in the forefront of our mind. All right. That is Homeland Secretary Michael Chertoff, and he says, for our enemies... This war is real today. It's in their minds. It's at the forefront of their minds. And Michael Chertoff says it ought to be in the forefront of our minds. You say, well, I don't want to think about this. Well, I understand that. Nobody wants to think about the war. Everybody's tired of it. But wasn't it very interesting that the director of national intelligence talked about a September 10th mindset or a September 11th mindset? Those who forget the past are condemned to repeat it. And if you're still living in the September 10, 2001 mindset, if America is still in that mindset, are we doomed to repeat the history of September 11th? Well, General Petraeus was back from Iraq today, a four-star general back from the theater to say, We are making progress. It's not perfect, but it's progress. If you give me another six months or another nine months, we'll have more progress, and then we can begin to think about bringing large groups of troops home. But the left will have none of that. Before he walked up to Capitol Hill today, they bought a full-page ad in the New York Times. MoveOn.org, a left-wing political action group, bought this ad, And the headline was, General Petraeus 
our general betray us. And they accuse him of cooking the books for the White House. But Katie Couric says last week, the situation is improving on the ground. The two New York Times reporters three weeks ago wrote, the situation is improving, and they've actually said we could win this war in Iraq. But MoveOn.org, and unfortunately, a lot of senators and congressmen on the left, particularly those running for the White House, are pre-committed to a strategy of cutting and running, a strategy of defeat, because it helps their political cause. And I happen to think that's shameful. I want you to listen to Senator Hillary Clinton. She's running for president. Listen to her promise. She seems proud of this. We need to bring our combat troops home from Iraq starting right now. I would not wait. I would begin to get them out of the multi-sided sectarian civil war that they are part of. I would not wait, she says. Not wait for General Petraeus. Not wait for what the commanders on the ground have to say. I would not wait. I would just begin to bring them home. And they keep asking, when will this end? When will it end? Let's go back to another famous Democrat. They don't make Democrats like this anymore. Here's Franklin Delano Roosevelt answering the question of those who ask, when will the war end? Many people ask, when will this war end? There's only one answer to that. It will end just as soon as we make it end. By our combined efforts, our combined strength, our combined determination to fight through and work through until the end. That was Franklin Delano Roosevelt. He said, this, <laughs> this war will end when we make it end. He didn't mean by that withdrawing troops when the going got rough or people got tired. He said, when we win it, when we are victorious. And General Petraeus has come back to say today, give us a little bit more time. And we can make more progress yet again. But so many, I think, living in a pre-September 11 mindset. A September 10th mindset. That there won't be consequences. If we leave too early, what will happen in Iraq and in Afghanistan? Before, Al-Qaeda had Afghanistan as a safe haven. Now they would have Iraq and Afghanistan or Ahmadinejad says from uh, uh, Iran last week, he says, oh, we'll take over if the U.S. leaves. We'll come in. We'll fill up the vacuum. Oh, that would be great news in a post-September 11th world, wouldn't it? This is the man who said, imagine a world without Israel. Imagine a world without the United States. Is that the kind of world we want? No, we are in a September 11th world. And we need to be united. United. Here's Winston Churchill on unity. Not so easily shall the lights of freedom die. But, but time is short. Every month that passes adds to the length and to the perils of the journey that will have to be made. United we stand, divided we fall. Divided, the dark ages return. United. We can save and guide the world. United we stand. Divided we fall. Now I know what some of you are thinking. You're thinking, man, this is a Christian 
show, Christian programming, and you've been talking most for the whole program about war, about fighting, about violence. How could you be supportive of that, of soldiers, of the military? Because this show is about the Christian worldview. And the September 11 mindset is a realistic mindset. The September 10th mindset is not. And it's the biblical mindset we need to be thinking about that acknowledges the reality of evil and the absolute evil of evil. Romans chapter 13 says this, The king, the government minister, the ruler, is God's minister. That's General Petraeus. That's President Bush. That's the sergeants on the ground there. God's minister to you for good. If you do evil... Be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. He is God's minister, an avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. That's the most famous Christian leader since Jesus Christ, the Apostle Paul. And he says the government leader is using deadly force to protect you from the evildoer. Don't you get it after September 11? Or the other most famous apostle in the New Testament, Peter, writes, In 1 Peter 2, the kings and the governors are those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers. Government is here to use deadly force against those who would take innocent human life. And that's what the Islamo-terrorists want to do. Once again, here is the Director of National Intelligence, Michael McConnell. My biggest concern, as mentioned by Senator Collins is going back to September 10th thinking by many in our country. September 10, there's no enemy, there's no Islamo-terrorist. September 11, there is a threat to our country, our nation, our way of life. I thank God for President Bush and for General Petraeus and all the soldiers. We need to be praying for them and pulling for them. This is Jerry Johnson Live, Dr. Barry Creamer, tomorrow. You've been listening to Jerry Johnson Live, a Christian worldview radio show. Join Dr. Jerry Johnson, president of Criswell College and Criswell Communications, Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. for an hour of relevant discussion of news and culture from a Christian perspective.